the day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Welcome to a new week of WTMJ Nights. Glad you're with us. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. That's how you get involved in the program. When you call in, you'll be talking to Tommy. He's executive producing the big broadcast. If you're nice to him, you get to me. And uh, we have a text question of the night. The text question of the night. Because if you were listening to Finn do the uh, weather right at the end, the low tonight is minus 3. It's it's cold. And I know it's the end of January, and it's supposed to be cold. A lot of us complain about the cold. But here's the text question of the night. If you like this kind of weather, what exactly do you like about it? What do you like about this cold weather that we're going through right now? Like real cold. 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. Tommy, how are you? It's Monday. Here we go again. Here we go again. Yeah, I'm doing all right. How you doing, Brian? I'm good. Did you have a good weekend? Did you doing anything exciting? Uh, I had a busy weekend. I was working a lot. Yeah, I was at um, two different other jobs this weekend. So just making some money, doing pretty much the same thing I do here, just at a different place. <laughs> Just keeping lunatics in line. Yeah, exactly. That's how I do it. All right, I like that. That's a good. That's a good gig. Keeping keeping lunatics in line. Uh, hopefully, you can do that for the next two hours because we're only here till eight. Then it's Bucks talk with the birthday boy. We got to remember. Yeah, uh, it's Justin Garcia. You better have brought in Taco Johns for me. I hope you did. I hope you got him some uh, some tater nuggets or whatever you call them. Olays. Some Olays. Olays tater, tater Olays. So yes, uh, if you weren't with us last week. Oh man, I, I gotta know because I I was done. Did it come to blows between you and Justin about the uh, with the Taco Johns thing? Definitely a couple other shots uh, throughout the program in yeah. the Bucks Weekly, but we made it through. We we managed. He did not. Uh, he did not spare his vitriol. For After your hot knowing take. him for the short time that I do, I would not have expected him to like Taco Johns so passionately. He did have, well, you know, I'm sure he'll, he's not ashamed of this. He did have very deep feelings for Taco John's. Almost, almost too much. Right. Like, I'll what fast food restaurant at all do you feel that passionate about? None. Yeah. There's, there's no fast food I feel that passionate about. It's whatever happens to be in my eyeline if I'm out at a time when I need something quick to eat. It's like, oh, there, it could, you name it. If it's right there, that's what I'll have. I never, I don't know if I ever actually seek one out. You know, it's like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. Maybe I should get something to eat. Even, oh, even look, Culver's. If Culver's is in my island now, my wife and daughter will seek out Culver's to bring home. So that's a different story. Okay. But if you know, if I'm driving by a Culver's and it's time to eat, yeah, I'll swing into Culver's. But I'll say that about anything. I don't. The only time every once in a while I will crave White Castle. And Oof. so that I will seek out. But only if I know, like, I stop at the one in Kenosha a lot. Um, there's one not too far from my house. So those are the ones. Like, I won't drive around aimlessly or put it in ways sure. to try to find the closest White Castle to me. But if I'm out and I know White Castle's there and it's one of those few days where I'm like, oh, yeah. Because there's something I'm proud that I drive through there in the daytime. Okay, I can get behind I'm not, that. I'm not a hater. I go. 
But that's it. Yeah, I don't. Do you feel strongly about? Do you feel strongly about any food like Justin feels about uh, his Taco John? So I don't know if you know, but the steak, egg, and cheese bagel came back at McDonald's, and I, I, I did seek out that. I did. I had to. It, it's been a long time, probably a couple of years. I haven't. I. It's been more than a couple of years since I had one of those. It How does is, this show always turn into us talking about, I know. I'm talking sorry. about food? This no, I listen. Listen, you're not gonna you're not gonna get me upset about it, because uh, I'm sure I have some food things. For, I actually do. I have a candy story for later, uh, but uh, I haven't had one of those in a long, long time. Oh, it's so good. I, I argue it's the best thing that can be served at a fast food restaurant. All right, I'm gonna have to go. The Saturday morning we were going out to my ma's. I was taking her to the airport, and my wife and I swung through. But I just got the uh, the bacon egg and cheese biscuit. I saw the bagel was back on there, but I was like, oh, that's a little messy. It is very messy. Yeah. So it's right. I, I've gotten to the, like, if I'm driving alone, I can eat while driving. But if somebody's in the passenger seat, I can't because I have nowhere to put my stuff. Okay. So then I got to pull over. So we get the food. I pull into a parking lot. I wolf mine down so I can start driving, and then my wife can leisurely eat her breakfast. Like a gentleman. Sure, that's what I am, Tommy. I'm a gentleman. I'm not, uh, you know, some sort of famished animal. I'm a gentleman. Uh, Al says we've all, he's answering the text question of the night is, what do you love about this weather? Um, Al says we've already been through this. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Al. I wasn't here all day. I, I didn't mean to ask you that. Uh, I love this weather because neighbors can't. Oh, yeah. Al's, Al's the guy. We've talked to Al in Richmond before. He's the antisocial guy. He doesn't want his neighbors coming out. He doesn't want to see anybody. He likes <laughs> He likes that uh, he can just be by himself because it's too cold for everybody uh, everybody to come outside. From the 262, I like that it forces everybody to slow down. What? Disco, disco go-go mentality that came out of Chicago gets old after a while in a few days of bitter cold weather. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't understand that one either. Disco go-go mentality. A um, few days of bitter cold. Everyone goes back to a wee slower attitude and not expecting people to jump for them. Boy, that's a lot to unpack. I'm going to have to unpack that one during a break because I don't, I don't understand it uh, really at all. It's kind of like only, you're happy that you can cancel on people? Yeah, maybe. that Because it's cold, people don't want to go out? I'm getting the feeling that a lot of people who listen to us at night are uh, antisocial, reflecting the host. So this is... We're we're attracting people just like us, Tommy. Fair enough. Which is hey, that's great. Welcome. You know, you you want to stay in and stay away from everybody? That's perfect. Just hang out with us. That'll be uh, that'll be good. Uh, the only thing good about the cold is it keeps the snow away. Well, that's true. I guess if it gets cold enough, it doesn't snow. I'm not a meteorologist, but uh, I do know that keeps it here longer though. I know. Doesn't melt but, it. Listen, I'm I'm going to say this, and I don't usually. We've had a pretty good January. So, you know, there was that really cold couple days right before Christmas. Then it's been okay. We're we're good. Now it's getting into February, the worst month of the year, except for Mardi Gras. And uh, that's a short one, so we'll get through that. And then it's almost spring. we got spring training baseball coming up not too soon here on WTMJ. So once spring training starts, you know, the warm weather's around. Uh, somebody texted in, the sun is out longer. It is out longer now. Because uh, I noticed today, sunset was like 5.05. 5. 
I know I saw here's the old man talking about the weather again, but man, now that the days are staying longer a little bit. Oh, the two six two is clarifying. Um meant to say this go go attitude that came out of Chicago. I think there's been a go go attitude everywhere. People expect you to jump within thirty seconds and be able to perform a miracle on their whim. What do you do, two six two, that you are experiencing people who are you are you a magician? What what do you do that people expect you to jump on a whim? When it's cold out, it goes back to the old way of Wisconsin that people are more understanding that things take longer. I don't know. Is that an old is that an old Wisconsin thing that we just say, okay, things are gonna take longer in the winter? Um, I guess. Maybe not around for me. I guess I, I think I that's gonna, one of the no, negatives listen. of this weather that things go slower, right? Yeah, I, that's what I think. It's like let's go. People walk slower. They drive their cars slower. Everything is slower. It's like, yeah, that that first big snowfall every year is is oh. always just the worst. Why well, even just the cold? People people are it's it's like they're pushing their frozen block of ice. No, you're still driving your car, and. The old, uh, the old way. Well, we gotta let the car warm up for twenty minutes before we drive it. No, that's not that's not true. That is not true. Oh man! All right, listen. Uh, we had a good weekend. Memphis has not had a good couple months. Uh, things happen. We, I, I got to touch on this because you heard Finn report on this. Uh, some of the Memphis Fire Department is now uh, in trouble for the death of Tyree Nichols, another police officer. So. We'll talk about that a little bit. Not to get too heavy, but this is a big story, and it has national implications as far as policing goes. So that's what we're going to talk about. On the other side, it's WTMJ Nights. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice The text question of the night. We all know people who love this freezing cold weather. You know, the kind of weather where sometime early this morning it'll be down to minus 20 wind chills, minus 15 wind chills by the lake. What do you like about this weather? If you're one of those people, explain it to us. What do you like? Doug says it's real good cuddling weather. Keep the heat down a little lower, uh, then it's even better. <laughs> and uh, from the forward, forward, it's cold and clear. They like that. You can text all night with, to answer that question at 855-616-1620, the old National Bank. Talk and text line, old National Bank, get old. I don't know if you watched the video of... What happened to Tyree Nichols in Memphis? And if you did, then you really can't walk away with any other thought than the five officers who were immediately fired and they're now uh, up on charges of not only second-degree murder but kidnapping and other crimes. Um, all of this for a traffic stop on January 7th did commit the crimes they're being accused of. It was horrible. If you didn't watch it... Uh, and you don't need to watch it, then I wouldn't, quite frankly. Uh, I watched it because I knew we were going to talk about it because it's a huge story, and it comes again on the topic of policing in America. And, you know, this time, the officers who committed this murder, this crime, they were all black officers. That doesn't matter. A lot of times it's white officers. In Minnesota, it was white officers Asian officer, Latino officer, doesn't matter the color of the police officer. What matters is there is something wrong with the mentality of policing in this country. Now, I've said this before, I'll say it again, I'm very pro-police. I'm also tired of the excuse that, well, it's just a few bad apples. Well, 
if that's the case, which I believe it is, then you got to either grow some different fruit, move into vegetable farming, whatever it is, to get the right kind of police in there and get rid of these people who are making it harder. Now, of course, when this comes up, uh, people watch this video. They're outraged, as they should be. There were marches all over. There was a march yesterday, a small demonstration in uh, Milwaukee. There were obviously ones in Memphis all over about people saying, listen, we need to change this mentality of police departments. And I saw an interesting uh, story from a military veteran who said the use of the term militarization of the police is wrong because in the military, men and women are trained. There's, there's a different mental attitude. There's honor. There's service. There's all kinds of things in, in a long, long period of training, whereas some of these specialized police units, there's not all that much training. It's a very us-versus-them mentality of the community, and that that's where the problem lies. And as I thought about that, I believe you think about think back. Now, we do need SWAT teams, of course. We need some we need some police units that are heavily armed because there are heavily armed criminals out there. The problem becomes when you get these specialized units that deal with a very targeted group of individuals that they're tasked with keeping out of trouble or arresting or whatever and it it becomes very 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 adversarial all the time instead of reactionary and even a little proactive it's all proactive to the point that we get something like the Tyree Nichols tragedy where a guy who you know it's some some minor traffic stop and all of a sudden you got a guy who dies so here's my question for you we all talk about police reform if you had if you had the power to make the changes right now what police reforms would you make if you knew they would go right through let's say you know, there's there's nothing stopping you because we could go. Well, you know, politicians can't get anything done. There's a policing bill, and yes, I know all that. So we're going hypothetical. We're living in the fantasy land where the ultimate person in charge makes a decision and it sticks. So, what kind of police reforms would you make if you were given the power? And you know, if you if you want to say, well, I'll defund the police. You're free to say that. You're wrong, but you're free to say that. It's not just reallocating funds. There has to be a monumental shift in how we select, train, and then follow up with law enforcement officials who have arguably one of the most stressful jobs that you can have. It's not it's it's nothing that most of us would want to do. So it's easy sometimes for us to judge actions. And this this is not one of those cases. There's no question about the Tyree Nichols case. I'm glad this sixth Memphis police officer has been removed from the force. Um he was relieved of duty Monday. They didn't give any information about why, but he must have been involved somehow. So good. These guys got fired right away. 
great first step. They're being charged with all these crimes. Terrific. But that doesn't seem to be enough because we've seen police charged in the past. Some would argue not often enough. We've seen police convicted of crimes, again, not often enough in some cases. But that has not served as a deterrent. So while prosecuting the bad apples, quote-unquote, is... That, that's an obvious step, but that's, n that's not the kind of reform that's going to change anything. So if you could institute police reform and make it stick, what would you do? 855-616-1620. It's the old National Bank. Talk and text line. Old National Bank. Get old. It's Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. Talking about uh, the murder of Tyree Nichols by the police in Memphis and yes I said murder because if you watched the tape you saw you saw what I did that was uh, that was ridiculous Tommy did you watch the video uh yeah I did see it it's horrifying and I this is this thing I am always there's a part of me that doesn't want to watch these things yeah I get that but there's there's the part that goes all right if if you just go on reports and whatever Whatever news organization you listen to, hopefully you're listening to. Hopefully you're listening to, uh, you know, Finn and the rest of the fine WTMJ news team here on the radio, or watching TMJ four on TV. Could be Fox, CNN, whatever. You're hearing all these details, and everything's slightly different. But then, you know, these it wasn't just the body cam footage from one officer. They had they had a lot of footage. And when you see it, it really, really does not uh, leave much to the imagination. Uh, see, now this is this is the kind of uh, this I don't get. Somebody texted, and as soon as you try running from the police, you're going to have a problem. As soon as you don't do what they say, you're going to have a problem. He, you got to watch. He was getting out. He said, "I'm on the ground." Then they start once they started attacking him, that's when he tried to run. Well, and was, that that logic makes some sense, sense, but uh like you're supposed to die if that happens? No. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I get it. I'm and and Tyra uh, Tyree Nichols and I have had completely different experiences with law enforcement. You know, just just due to who we are, not because of what we've done or anything. I'm going to be treated a different way, unfortunately, at traffic stops than perhaps Tyree Nichols is. But he was complying. And even when he did run, after, after initially being thrown to the ground, dragged from his car for what is now being told was not an infraction at all, all of this happened. And no matter what, he did not deserve everything that came after that. If you're if you're putting up a fight with the police, well, guess what? They're going to they're going to subdue you. But once they subdue you, that should be it. They shouldn't kneel on your neck for 9 minutes like in the George Floyd case. They shouldn't tase you and beat you so badly that you die. Because he wasn't fighting them. He was trying to get to his mother's house, which was less than 100 yards away. 
So while I agree that if you are stopped, the best course of action is to comply with the police, if you sense things are going bad, and especially if you're a person of color in a community that, you know, this this specialized force was in this neighborhood because it's a high crime area in Memphis. If things are going bad and you can see your mom's house, I'd try to get to my mom's house too. All right. On the other side news, oh my goodness, there were football games yesterday. Tony Romo was broadcasting one of those football games. What the heck was Tony Romo saying? We'll get to all of that and so much more, but right now we've got to go to the WTFJ 24-hour newsroom. Finn Askin standing by. Big day in the NFL yesterday. The Super Bowl is set. You've got the Kansas City Chiefs making their third Super Bowl appearance in four seasons against Fly Eagles Fly, the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, my goodness. Did you watch any of the games, Justin? Tommy, and both Tommy, of them. Tommy, wow. What, I'm looking at something else. On, <laughs> looking at something else. It's Tommy, all right. I'm keeping you on your toes. I got you. You are keeping me on my toes. That's it. I, I'm leaving now, Tommy. I can't. Uh, the shame I feel right now is more than I know. I, I did watch both games. I did. Did you? How'd you like that? Uh, how'd you like that? Uh, that Kansas City game? Uh, you know, obviously, like the officiating's kind of at the forefront of all uh-huh. of this championship weekend. But I mean, that penalty gets called every time, right? It seems to. You know, but. I don't know, but the big the big news coming out of yesterday is not that uh, you know Patrick Mahomes is going back to the Super Bowl. It's not that. No, it's Tony Romo. Uh, I'm not a huge Tony Romo fan. I you know I'm I'm tired of the shtick. The oh I'm going to predict every play that's going to come along, and I know everything because I was a quarterback. And he, he's definitely I, lost his luster. Yes, for sure. Because that was how many seasons ago that everybody thought that Tony Romo was the second coming. I think he started. Probably like three years ago, I would say. Yeah, I was going to say three or four years ago. And everybody's like, oh, can you believe it? He can predict the next play. It's going to be great. Oh, man, this Tony Romo is terrific. Well, not today. Today, everybody's wondering um, if Tony Romo uh, may be in trouble. All right, I want you to listen to this, and then we'll talk about it. Go ahead, Tommy. It's the tough yards, the finish, and the play. Right there, you got three. Talked about this is the best tackling team. They don't miss tackle. All right, we're going to isolate the part that is causing all the consternation. So go ahead and play that. Right there, you got three. As you, uh, as you may have heard, Tony Romo, it sounds to some people, it sounds to a lot of people, uh, like... He started to say, uh, he started to say the N-word. Right there, That's, you got three. You got three. Now, <clears throat> I've been trying all day to figure out what other words he could have been saying, or if he just had some sort of seizure. But uh, around the internet, which is, I know, just a hotbed of big takes, bad information, a lot of people are saying, yeah, he, it sounds like he started to say something and then backed off. And when I heard it, I was like, "Did wait, I didn't hear that. I, what was he talking about? 
And then I've listened to it a bunch of times today, and he doesn't say, he doesn't come out and say anything. So that's all right. But what was he starting to say? What do you think Tony Romo was going to say before he double-clutched on the, there you got three, mm. Right there, you got three, mm. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the old National Bank talking text line. Uh, Tommy, what do you think Tony Romo is uh, going to say? Three nickelbacks? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That was that was a rough stop right there. <laughs> that, yeah, there's not really much you can inference on. No, three neighbors, three nice guys, three ninjas, three creamy nougats. I, I don't know what uh, yeah, he was going to say. I, I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a rough stop, and I didn't see this until this morning. I didn't catch this when I was watching the game, but yeah, it, it's definitely isolated at a really wrong time. Right, and it's not it's not um, you know it's not a cough. It's not like he started a word and then finish the word because he completely changes it it's a definite double clutch is it a sneeze you know some people holding a sneeze like that and they just go you've got three like that you mean yeah maybe it's more of a there's more noise than we're hearing over the broadcast all right play it again right there you got three no, it's not a sneeze. That's not. <laughs> you know, no sneeze. No, okay, we ruled no. that. Listen, we're trying to we're trying to figure it out. Try to rule it out. What's what's going on here? Because there's not a lot of words in football during a play like that that start with the letter N. And he's clearly saying N, right? Play it again. Right there, you got three. He definitely he definitely makes the end sound right. I'm not hearing things. No, it's an end sound. All right, all right. We gotta. We He's gonna call the Chiefs out. the Niners on accident. Oh wait a minute. Okay, yeah. Okay, I could. That may be the excuse that comes out. You I forgot what game. Could be Niners. But then what's worse? <laughs> well, we know what's worse. I we know what would be worse. But if you don't even know what game you're calling. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I cuz it uh, doesn't sound like Chiefs, it doesn't sound like Bengals. It does, you know, it, you know, if they were playing the Niners then you're right. Okay. Um but yeah, it was it was crazy. And as you can imagine, uh, a lot of people were asking the same thing because nobody came right out and said it. Um, but if you were following this uh, as it was trending on Twitter last night and today, everybody believes it, or uh, pretty much believes it. What do you What do you think? Because you know, somebody already accused me of trying to play the race card when we were talking about uh, that uh, about uh, the situation in Memphis. And now from the 414, are you kidding me now? We are predicting what people may have said. Isn't there enough stuff going on? Yes, there's a lot of stuff going on, and this is one of the things that's going on. This was, if you watched football yesterday, this became a big story. So, yes, you you are correct, Texter. There is a lot of stuff going on. Um, we can't talk about all of it, but we talk about what we what we find interesting. So, 
Well, text her from the 414. What do you think he was, was trying to say? Uh, so it remains to be seen what will come of this. He didn't say anything wrong, so nothing should come of it. No, he's, he shouldn't be in trouble. No, but he's not, no, he can't be in trouble, but it's, it's fun to theorize where he was going with this. Definitely and, interesting. Yeah, and to try to figure out, okay, is that how, you know, who knows? Who knows what he was going to say, but if he was going to say that, eh, you probably really need to check yourself if you're going to be on television, you know? She get a hold of Jim Nance. <laughs> oh, maybe you got three Nances. Maybe, maybe he thought all the Nance brothers were coming in to do a uh, to do a big tackle. So that's yeah, it's uh, it's strange, but yeah, nothing nothing should happen to him. Of course, CBS has not released a uh, any sort of statement, which they shouldn't. You know, let this go, and by next week, everybody will be caught up in all. Or by tomorrow, everybody will be caught up in all the Super Bowl. Hoopla, and this will just be a momentary glitch, which, admittedly, it is. But it's a funny glitch when you hear somebody say this. Right there, you got three. <laughs> Again, I don't know. Tommy, you were right on the ball with those. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, feeling it. Yeah, it was pretty much, uh, pretty much on Twitter. What did Tony Romo say? I think he just said a racial slur. Uh, he was very close to saying the N-word on TV. I don't know. I don't know if he was going to say that. Why? As much as it sounded like that's where he was going, what would possess you to say that? Because I, I don't know. Uh, oh, maybe he pulled up calling them three knuckleheads. Could be. All right, two six two. That's like another that. one. I like that. Yeah, knuckleheads might work. <laughs> you know. So we're. Yeah. Now see there. Nincompoops. Nincompoops. Nut jobs. Neanderthals, we're getting somewhere. Ninny Muggins, if uh, if Buddy the Elf were calling the the game, yeah, could have been anything. Could have been anything. Why's it got to be the uh, Why's it got to be the N word? Could just be anything. Three, uh, you know, three naturalists, three nudists. All right. Well, that it's uh, yeah. Leave it to yourself. Oh, one more time for old time's sake. Right there, you got three. All right. You think about it, mull it over, uh, do it, do it up. But we have more announcers in the news. Yes, announcers in the news. We'll get to another one a little closer to home, which will really anger certain people in the four one four. Because yes, this one we don't have to guess what people say. We're going to hear exactly what they said next on WTMJ Nights. Tony Romo have been saying three knives. Three knocks. We don't know. Somebody, uh, I think we got an English teacher from the 414 texting in. Taking your side, Tommy. Ta- uh, thinking about your your thought that maybe he said Niners. Says it seems like Niners would be possible, but the word Niners has a long I sound, whereas the I says it's where the I says its name. Yes, that's what. Uh, that's exactly right. The uh, silent E makes the vowel say its name. Uh, in the other possibility, that word has a short I sound, which fits better than Niners. The mystery will remain, as it should. But there is no mystery in Germantown. I think that's the name of my next album, Tommy. No mystery in Germantown. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the album will be, but that's a good title. Uh, this, We've all been to sporting events. 
uh, especially when it's kids or high school, where you you see some parents who are really, really invested in the game. And I'm not talking they want their child to perform well. I'm talking they're going to scream and yell and berate the officials and all of that. Well, that happened at a uh, boys' high school uh, basketball game in Germantown. This uh, The clip has more than a million views on uh, a Twitter account. Brookfield Central, you may have heard this, was facing Cedarburg as part of the Warhawk Invitational. Ultimate outcome was seventy-seven a 77-76 upset win for the Bulldogs over Central. But with Central looking for the winning basket, a, fi- a, uh, a foul was called, hard foul, right as time expired. Well, this got the crowd rumbling. And then people started screaming. And then the public address announcer had had just about enough, and this happened. Right on. I love this guy. I love him. You did hear one person, uh, that I thought was hilarious, you heard one, wow, when he said it. But what you don't hear later is there was a lot of cheering from the rest of the crowd after he was done because um, the WIAA, as he said, has been very, very active in the last few years, urging overzealous parents to, quote, cool it, citing poor fan behavior is one reason the organization has struggled attracting and retaining game officials. Why, as a parent, why do you think it's okay to berate the officials at a high school or younger game? And... Was this guy out of bounds? I say absolutely not. 855-616-1620. It's the Old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank, get old. Uh, weigh in because I uh, I thought this was great. Anyway, the officials, so hard foul. Time expires. The officials did call the foul. Brookfield Central got two free throws and two more technical free throws. Uh, but they missed all four. So... The game ended in the upset. I think that this PA announcer was well within his rights to tell those people to shut up. Now, I've heard differing opinions. There's people saying, no, he was out of bounds. It was very rude. He's supposed to be professional, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's fine. But you know what this also shows me? It shows me that sometimes the bullies have to be shouted down as well. If you're going to yell at somebody who's probably making 25 or 50 bucks to officiate a high school basketball game because they love it, they love the sport, they love the kids, they want to be involved, and you're going to shout them down like some nut job from the stands, maybe that's what he was saying. Tony Romo said nut job. Um, you deserve to be told to shut up. If he had, if he had singled somebody out, and insulted their mother and went after them with racial or ethnic or any other kind of epithets, 
then yeah, I would say he was out of line. But right now, telling them to shut up, and if they don't like it, they should volunteer and officiate? Good. Somebody needs to tell some of these people to shut up, because what really happens? A lot of us will sit there and we'll be, we'll just be calm. Will we behave ourselves? We might go, oh, come on, what was that? You know, it's okay. It's okay to groan. It's okay to say, come on, ref, whatever. But once it gets too much, a lot of us will just sit quietly and let the person around us go crazy. This was a nice way to put some people in their place. And how, really, if you're offended by shut up, you probably shouldn't leave the house because your skin is way too thin. And in this weather, it's going to just freeze and explode, or any little thing will just make you leak out all your fluids. So if you're that thin-skinned that shut up is what sends you over the edge, toughen up, buttercup, and maybe stop screaming. Have you? And if you weren't one of the people, sc- go ahead. Oh, sorry, yeah, I was going to ask. Have you done PA announcing ever before, Brian? Uh, a long time. My very first radio job, I had to do it at a uh, small high school in Southern Illinois. Yeah, I, I've done both PA and uh, umpiring for Little League, so I have experience on both sides of this, I will say. Uh, I, I okay. think that the officials should kind of be allowed to check a little bit, like not necessarily go into the crowd or anything, do anything crazy, but... You know, if an official says, like, knock it off or shut up, like, I don't have a problem with that either, in, in my opinion. I, I just I think, don't that, yeah, I, anything that'll get the game working smoother. The problem smoother, is, I th- your, your point is a- very accurate. I like it. But you said, now I'll take it to, like, high school sports, I could see that happening because it carries a little more, I don't know, a little more gravitas. But you said you umped. Little league games. Oh, it's it's ruthless well, down there still. It, it still is. Right, the parents but I'm are saying like those parents aren't going to listen to it. They're they're not going to listen to some teenager, right? Who's you know umping in the summer to make some uh, spending money for school. That kid's going to get. I I've seen when my daughter played softball. I watched umps get just berated by lunatic parents. I mean, it's and it's horrifying. You got to have it's short attention span. You know, quick mind and those jobs professions because no matter what you're gonna tick off half the people already well we can continue this conversation because i know we got to do some business and get to the news if you want to weigh in on this 855-616-1620 that's the old national bank talk and text line we'll continue this after the news we got a lot more to get to and we will do it all on wtmj nights welcome to the second hour of the show 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. Get a hold of us. Call in, text in, be part of the conversation. A couple texts. We were talking about this uh, Germantown public address announcer who told fans that were heckling the officials to uh, shut up. This is, he said, uh, Tommy, do you have that handy again? Yeah, give me a second. All right. Sometimes it's better to hear it right from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Yeah. The WIAA is always looking for a 
officials, and since you do such a good job for the stands, get on the floor, wear a striped shirt, and do it yourselves. You said it, brother. Get on the floor, wear a striped shirt, and do it yourselves. Now, we also don't know what had happened all the way up to this. This was the final seconds of the game. We don't know if the officials had been being harassed the whole time, if it just got to a point where, because it was a hard foul at the end of the game, uh, things just got overheated. But I think it's fine. You know, I think it's fine for the for him to say shut up. He didn't go. He didn't curse at them. Everything was good. Uh, Doug says he was exactly right. This had to stop, although the uh, PA announcer for Marquette says he should be fired. That's ridiculous. This guy has guts. Yeah, I don't believe he should be fired. I know I heard at the end of the Wisconsin's Afternoon News, John was talking to somebody, and they they thought he should be fired. Uh, I disagree with that. Stephen New Berlin says, I agree that at this level you shouldn't hassle the officials, but do you think that's okay at college and above? Now, I mentioned this before, Steve. I think to a point it is okay. I think everybody has a right to voice a certain amount of frustration. I've, I know I've you know, voiced disappointment at a ref in a professional game or a college game, most, mostly limited to come on or what is that, you know, those kind of things, never, never swearing. And I, I'm not a goody two-shoes. Tommy, I think you know that. I swear like a maniac when I'm not on the air. But um, I also don't swear in huge, you know, mixed company. I, don't, I try not to swear, you know, in public when there might be kids around because as, you know, awful as I may seem, I do have... I do have a line, and that's one of them. But yeah, I think I think at a certain level, when they are when they are professional referees or umpires, officials of any kind at the professional sports level, yes, you can yell down, "Hey, what are you doing? Well, that was a horrible call." But that's the extent of it. In high school and below, shut up. I agree. Just shut up. If you're and listen, I was. I was one of those guys. I would yell um, when my daughter was playing softball, and uh, you know, not at the not at the umps because they were kids. You know, Tommy mentioned he was an umpire for Little League. The the umpires at her games were kids. I was one of those vocal. Come on, mostly to my daughter. Come on, you know, which was horrible. Uh, and I've changed my ways since. I saw the error of my ways early, thankfully. But then she started doing water polo, and since I don't understand water polo, I just sat there quietly, which was great. Because uh, I didn't think I knew anything, which I didn't. And I, to be honest, I really didn't know that much about softball either. Anyway, so yes, you can yell. You can yell at that. Did you ever get? Did you ever get harassed, Tommy, as an umpire for little league? Every game. Really, by parents or, or uh, like the someone? Kids? Uh, no, no. The kids were always cool. I did a twelve, eleven to thirteen year olds, I think, and that's right when they start getting good. I guess I would say at baseball, it was fast okay. pitch. You know, yeah. it was a regular mound, and that uh, they, they they were all cool. They usually didn't have much to complain about, but parents all the time and coaches that would volunteer all the time. Wow. See, that, I don't understand it. Uh, from the 262, the PA guy represents the school. Seems like throwing gas on a situation that the other parents from the other school may not agree with. Yeah, again, this telling somebody to shut up is very minor. At least to me. I, I don't see shut up as being offensive. 
to a to a degree where someone should lose their job. If he had said, shut up, you filthy... Yeah, okay, you got to go because you're obviously unbalanced. It's, and but, it's not, you know, he's not making a bunch of money. This is probably... He might not even be getting paid to do right. this. And he's been listening to these yahoos scream at the officials all night. Because it's... Somebody doesn't just do that at one point. This is this is the kind of behavior that is carried on throughout the evening. Uh, Nine two zero. I don't necessarily agree with you. I think when you're in high school or lower level, if the refs are not calling the game properly, then that's when it can get dangerous, especially for younger kids playing against teams who might be far more intense. Uh, that's when injuries happen, particularly basketball and sometimes football. Well, of course, we want the refs to be good, and you can you can voice your frustration to a certain level. But we all know there are a lot of people who go past that line. There's a lot of people who believe themselves either to be really good coaches, uh, really great players, really fantastic officials who are well-versed in all the rules, who really uh, stopped at the pub, had a couple pints, uh, then got to their kid's game, and uh, maybe they're frustrated athletes. I don't know. Uh, maybe they're overprotective parents. I don't know. But, again, we all, know, we all know there's a line. And we could argue it back and forth, and that's fine. But in this situation, I don't understand how shut up is become that much of a, a triggering effect. You know why it's triggering? Because everybody thinks they're right. And nobody wants to be told that it's time to shut your mouth, sit back. The officials made the right call. All you had to do was give them a second. The right call was made. The free throws and the technical foul shots were given. So if you just shut up, it's all going to be taken care of. Uh, so good for him. I'm I'm sure we're going to hear more about this, but probably by the time we're back on on Wednesday, Tommy, we're going to hear you know either he's had to issue an apology, or the Germantown public address announcer has been uh, let go, which I think would be really really it's unfortunate. It just can't be that serious, right? I mean, it's, it shouldn't be, no. but now it's you know it's mil- once you get a million views on YouTube, that's that's what the kids call viral. I, I guess. Do you think this yeah, guy's seen it on Twitter? Which the uh, the public address the announcer? announcer. <laughs> oh, I would imagine. I would imagine somebody he knows went, dude, you're all over Twitter. What? Oh, because I told those people to shut up? Uh, yep. Because, you know, let's be honest. None of us think we're going to go viral on social media. Well, unless you're an influencer, and then most of the times you're not anyway, but good luck to you. Uh, but, yeah, he didn't, uh, he didn't start calling tech. Fouls on the crowd. That from the seven one two. Don't they do that in some places? They will. Yeah, they, they absolutely. Yeah, can. you can get a. You, the crowd can get a tech called on them. But that also is out of the game's control too. So it's just right. messing with the kids again. Yeah, yeah. It's it's unfortunate, especially at that age, because that's for a lot of those kids. High school is the end of their athletic career. You know. Most of them aren't going to go on to play in college. 99.9% of them are never going to play past that. They're not going to make the pros. So this is it. And, you you know, it just creates it just creates a horrible environment. So good for that guy. 
Uh, all right, since we're talking about teenagers, since we're talking about parenting, good and or bad or questionable, have you had the talk with your teens or younger children? Well, the talk has taken on a v- different slant that when then when you may have gotten it or given it, but there's some data that says you best get on to it. We'll talk about that and more. It's Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The old National Bank talking text line. One of the hardest things as a parent is having the talk. Remember, oh yeah, everybody talks, but everybody doesn't talk about sex. Everybody doesn't talk about that because you know some people are embarrassed by it. Some people don't know how to do it. Some people figure, well, my kid is just going to learn uh, the way I did on the streets. Which <laughs> I have four brothers. Uh, my dad didn't give any of us the talk well, that I know of. He didn't give it to me. Um, you know, I'm sure like some of you, you just pick it up as you go. You trial by error. Maybe you're out in, uh, in the forest preserve with your friends and you find some old playboys, and that's how you learn about things. Um, but these days, things are different, you know? When I, my, when I was young, you know, early teens, when I was coming in my adolescence and puberty, if you found, and this is going to date me, Tommy, I know this is probably, this is, you probably thought this was a joke if you've heard it before. National Geographic sometimes would have, um, photo shoots of different countries and different peoples who did not wear tops. And man, oh man, as a young boy, if you got to see one of those, that was crazy. Or you'd see, uh, you know, the Sears or Wards or something catalog, and you'd flip to the intimates section, and that was how you figured stuff out. Well, now we all have this lovely box in our home or in our pocket that has the internet on it, and the internet is rife with all sorts of imagery, all sorts of pornography, everything. So for parents like me, who came of age in a pre-digital era, when there was really no pornography unless you stumbled upon it or happened to have an older brother or dad who maybe hid it somewhere and you found a box in the garage or, like I said, you found some out in the woods, and I don't, I don't think that's a thing anymore, woods porn. You ever find any porn in the woods, Tommy? I have not. All right. Well, that used that it was a thing back in the day. Um, so you know, kids are curious, as we all are. A common sense survey of thirteen hundred forty-eight kids, aged thirteen to seventeen, seventy-three percent reported having seen pornography before the age of seventeen. Fifty-four percent they'd seen it by age thirteen. Fifteen percent by ten. So the data, the data is all saying, hey, uh, if you haven't talked to your kids yet, you probably should. And boys, girls, you got to talk to everybody because this stuff is out there. Uh, 58% of the respondents said they had seen porn accidentally. I don't know how much I believe that. You know, I, I guess it can happen, right, if you punch in a... Uh, a URL the wrong way, a website address, you're one letter off. All of a sudden it's like, ah, you know, 
but all right, so they said they saw it accidentally. 44% admitted to seeking it out. Cisgender boys were more likely to have uh, access porn than cisgender girls, uh, as were kids who are identified as LGBTQ+. Some kids, 45%, said that uh, pornography gave them helpful information. Only 27 agreed that uh, it actually showed the way most people are and uh, how most people have sex. 52% of kids who had viewed porn said that they had seen what appears to be violence, uh, somebody in pain. So it is tough. And I don't, I don't know how to have that conversation. You know, uh, my daughter's an adult now, and my I did not have the conversation with her. And I'm wondering if there are dads who had it with their daughters. Um, I'm sure there are. But my wife had it. My wife had a conversation with her about that stuff. Because I, I said, hey, have you talked to her about, you know. And, and it was, I guess not late, but it was after, you know, she was in high school and she was going on a date or something. And I said, hey, you know. You've talked to that about her, about her like that? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, my wife took care of it. So according to experts, it says as soon as your kids are using electronic devices without constant adult supervision, you need to bring up pornography and sex and talk to them about it. With young kids, you don't need to use the word pornography. You can say, uh, you tell me you just, if you, Tell me if you see anything with pictures or videos of naked people. Uh, that's what a sex educator says. You want kids to know that you understand that they may be exposed to these images by accident, but that it and it's okay. So just make sure you're out there talking. I'm wondering if you had that talk with your kids. How did you broach it? What was the what was the point where you thought, okay, now's the time. And do you remember having the talk with your parents, your mom, your dad, or maybe an older brother or sister? Maybe your dad went, you know, why don't you talk to your brother about, uh, you know, uh, the bees and the birds or the birds and the bees or the whatever. As uh, you know, because that would be that would be tough. Tommy, do you remember getting the talk? Did you ever get the talk? Uh, I did multiple times. Really. Yes. Now, how did how did uh, how was it broached? What what were, was there an event that was coming up like before prom? Somebody pulled you aside, or was it just a random Thursday? And they said, you know what, uh, we got to talk about something. So, I, as weird as this might sound, I, I had a very open grandmother who very much like always would say stuff like use a condom, no exceptions, kind of thing, and oh, wow, like super supportive of whatever would happen but very straightforward honest from the i mean as long as i can remember i i I mean it sounds crazy but under the age of 10 i would hear stuff like this even i would think like it was drilled in my brain very early and very young i had an older brother that i was always hanging around with who's eight years older than me so i'm sure she was saying it more for him than me at the time but i remember still that dialogue being very open all the time in my house, uh, we had a talk in school, which was not very productive or good, I would say, <laughs> I think, either, because I think that's right. probably where they should improve this whole education process. And oh, then, boy, you're stepping into a hornet's nest now. I, I'm just saying, that's my, that's I, I, my take I, on it. I agree with you. 
we need we need to have some sex education in the schools. But then you, oh, what age? I don't want my kindergartner. No, we're not talking about your kindergartner. We're talking about you know kids who are middle school on up. But let's continue this because you, your story is very uh, unique, and I like the fact that your grandma was just like, hey, this is part of life. And this is this is my advice to you as somebody who's who's lived a while. If you want to jump in, how did you approach giving this talk to your the talk, this sex talk? And now, if you're if you're a parent now with kids in the digital age, did you have this pornography conversation with them once they started using their devices? Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the old National Bank talk text line. We got to do this. Then it's news time on WTMJ. Let's talk about sex. You can always jump in. We'll continue the conversation a little bit about uh, when is the right time. Now is the right time to talk to your kids about sex. And uh, if you've given the talk, what spurred it? What was the moment? If you've received it, how did you take that when it came? All right, we'll do all that after the news. But right now it is 730. That means it's time to go to the WTMJ 24-hour newsroom. Finn Askin ready to go. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The old National Bank talk and text line. Talking about this study that came out that uh, a majority of children before they're the age of seventeen, seventy three percent, according to this one study, said they have been exposed to pornography on the internet. So, the old way of having the quote unquote talk has changed, and I'm wondering if you have a child now. When did you decide it was time to have this talk, and how did you make the change from the talks that we may have had when we were children? Chris has been hanging out. She's in Milwaukee. Hi, Chris. Good evening. I really didn't make the decision to have the, the talk. My son did. He was all of four, and we were driving down, we were driving down the highway at 65 miles an hour, and he popped up with, Mom, I was an egg. All right, we're going all the way back to the beginning. I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, well, yeah, you were. As I'm wondering, what the world have you and your dad been watching on Nova lately? And then, um, had a few more pertinent comments, and then he finally ended the conversation with, "Well, you got any more of those eggs in that tummy?" And he was four, you said, when this happened? Yes. All right. Now, as he got older, uh, did did you have any talks that did not revolve around eggs? <laughs> um, we did. But um, I got him back one night in, in Walmart as we were in the health and beauty section, and he came across the um, lubricants and the warming lubricants and stuff. He was okay. about 12 or 13 at the time. And he said, what's this for? And I started to tell him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. You ask that question, and you really, uh, from your mom, you don't really want to know the answer to that. <laughs> well, Chris, that is that is hilarious. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate the call. Have a great night. From the 920, uh, going to bring it up again now as I pick up my newly probationally licensed son who's 16 years old. Yeah, 16, that's a that's a good time to be doing it. It's, it, it sounds like bringing it up again 
means that you've had a conversation before, which is one of the things that experts say. Uh, when you're going to talk to your children about this, know that this will not be a one-time conversation, but you're going to have many conversations about this. They also say don't cast judgment. Encourage them to be critical. Uh, keep it brief. Keep your conversation direct. You don't have to... Doesn't have to take hours. You don't have to have a slide presentation. Uh, you just sit down, bang. Uh, if your kids are young, you can use parental controls, but that doesn't always protect kids from exposure to images on the internet. So, you know, use them, but then keep checking in and uh, explain the pornography isn't is neither realistic nor educational. So those are some uh, those are some. Tips from the experts if you're going to have that talk. I'm glad, like I said, the 920 talking to uh, their son again, who's 16, uh, and again is the key phrase there. That was really good. I, I got to go back to your grandma, Tommy, because uh, you said she was she was free with advice, which is terrific. Um, what Now, you said your brother's eight years older than you. Was your brother ever shocked that your grandma was giving him this advice? You know, I, I don't think so. Not that, that I can remember, because... Like I said, it was just always something that she was very open about. She only ever dated. I think she married my grandfather when they were like 17 years old. And oh, wow. they were right. very open about how, you know, if we ever had any questions about that kind of thing, more than happy to help. I mean, if you ever needed anything, you know, they would rather know stuff and know where stuff is coming from so they can help out with that. Uh, they're yeah. just a very open dialogue that's very always. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that's very very cool. It was always something See, I remember uh, about her as weird as that might sound, but it's just that definitely was never an issue with it with my family and it did then take a lot of pressure I think off of my parents to ever have to do any yeah. serious talking to about that, which I got from both of them still, but Really? Never, That's nice. Never anything official like sit down at the table, let's do this. It was just always a right. very open dialogue about any of that stuff. I I say this with no sarcasm at all. I envy that. I came from a very repressed Catholic family. We did not talk about it. Uh, when I was in Catholic grade school, we had a class called Becoming a Person. Uh, it was mostly about hygiene. It didn't really cover any, you know. Right. It was basically... Catholic guilt. Don't have sex. Don't uh, you know? Don't touch anybody. Don't abstinence touch and all that. Yeah. Yes, abstinence. It makes the heart grow fonder. Uh, it's fantastic. Then in high school, I went to a Catholic high school. We never talked about it at all. There was no health class. There was nothing. You know, there wasn't even like because we were. First of all, we, I, it was an all boys school until I was a junior. My junior year, we went co-ed, and you would have thought that the priests and everybody would have had some conversations with us before the, they let the ladies come in, but they didn't. Uh, so, you know, you've got a bunch of repressed adolescent boys who've been told that any sort of impure thought, you need to go to confession or you may go to hell. And uh, then all of a sudden you go, hey, guess what? We're introducing women into the equation. It was a recipe for disaster. I, I actually <laughs> remember having... The, when we originally have that, the becoming a human esque class you're talking about, <laughs> yeah. uh, the the puberty class is what we called it, I guess. In like okay. fifth grade, we were probably 10, 11 years old when that first happens. They yeah. specifically told us, you know, you're not allowed to laugh. Like you can't laugh this whole time. Like do not right. laugh. Which 
I don't know. I think that's kind of foolish, too. You should probably make it a funny, open experience so people are willing to participate right, or so they're not embarrassed because right? kids are going to be embarrassed and when we're embarrassed we tend to try to make a joke or yes laugh. and so we i actually had a student in the class pass out uh and fall on the ground because they were holding in their laugh for too long oh, and it was a whole different issue ended up being totally fine it was okay and now it's even funnier to laugh at now with that but oh, yeah even stuff like that i mean if they just keep the open dialogue for a long period of time, I think it solves a lot of issues. And I think we're we're working toward that in some areas, but not enough, you know, because I, I'm, I'm not a believer in if you don't say anything about it, it won't happen. Because we all know that's not true. I think if you your your point is dead on. If you have open communication, at least the stuff that is going to happen naturally, the kids are armed with information to ho- help them make better decisions. And some some you know choosing abstinence is a better decision for a lot of people, but for the people who don't choose it, you got to give them information too. You can't just cross your fingers and go. Well, I'm sure nothing's going to happen. We've got uh, teenagers with hormones running around together, and that's, you know, or any sort of young people. It's, you know, so there's all that. Then now you've got to add the cyber element to it to keep kids safe that way, too. Oh, boy. I'm, uh, I'm glad my daughter has grown. All right, now, it would not be this show if we did not talk more about food. We talked about fast food at the outset because our good friend uh, Justin Garcia, it's his birthday today, and he may or may not uh, be coming in with a big sack full of Taco John's. Valentine's Day is coming up. And I always love these studies that tell us what our favorite, hollow, or our favorite holiday candy is. Yes, what is Wisconsin's favorite Valentine's candy? I will tell you. After this on WTMJ Nights. Oh, Sammy. We love talking about uh, food and snacks and all sorts of things. Valentine's Day is coming up. If you have a sweetheart, perhaps you, uh, you like to get them candy. Maybe that's how you show your affection. Well... What is the favorite candy of Wisconsinites, according to CandyStore.com? Now, we talked about this at Christmas, and I was shocked that according to the study at Christmas time, Starburst was the uh, favorite candy in Wisconsin. Really? It seemed, yes, and I, I disagreed wholeheartedly, because I think if your favorite candy is Starburst, you're either a four-year-old or you, uh, you have some sort of issues. That's interesting. Yeah, so I, I disagreed with that. Now, this makes more sense. So Wisconsin has righted their wrongs of the Christmas season with the Valentine's candy choice. Wisconsin, along with 15 other states, like what? What do you think, Tommy? What's your guess for the favorite Valentine candy for Wisconsin? Can I, can I just states? say chocolate? You could say chocolate. And I would say you are incorrect. Really? Okay. While chocolate, people people do love chocolate, of course. It's the little conversation candy hearts. Okay. I mean, that I makes love sense. Those. Really? Love those? Yes, I love them. Now, I love the old ones, the sweetheart, the chalky kind of ones. I don't, they, they changed the recipe. And for a couple of years, you couldn't even get them. From, uh, was it 19, 2019, you couldn't get them at all. 
they said because of the pandemic. 2020, there was very limited supply, and they've also started making knockoffs, which are not as good. But if you can find the little pink box, you know, somebody sometimes people used to give those out as Valentines. They'd write, to Tommy, be my, my, be my sweetheart, and they'd give you the little thing of candy. That's the kind I like. Is that like better, same, or not at all consistency of Smarties? Oh, uh, not. there's no sourness to them. They'd be like thick Necco wafers, if you remember Necco wafers. Okay, okay, all right. Now, the ones, the newer ones have some flavor to them, but they're really hard, and sometimes you can't read the message. And I don't know why I like them, because they're, you know, granted, they're, they're high, the candy is not high quality. But there's something, maybe it's a nostalgic or an emotional connection to them. Sure. So chocolate, people do love chocolate. Um, Hershey's Kisses and Ghirardelli gift boxes are number two and three for Wisconsin. Ghirardelli's is good. Ghirardelli's is fine, fine chocolates. Um, A lot of other states had the same, love chocolate. Uh, Wisconsin isn't doing anything crazy like Starburst. Nebraska and Michigan are, though. They went for Cupid corn. Which is candy corn in Valentine's colors. Ew. I've never had it, but I do have an affection for candy corn, so that would probably be on my list too. I know that's a that's a controversial take, liking candy corn. But I'm nothing if not controversial. Uh, another man who's making uh, raising some controversy. I don't. Uh, I don't know if you're a Wheel of Fortune watcher. I know sometimes it's on. Um, while I'm making dinner, my wife likes to watch it. I think she used to watch it with her grandmother. I know my grandma watched it. I'm not sure how many people watch it that are under 60, but I know there are a lot. Well, last Thursday, there was a guy named Ben from California. He was on, uh, he got to the bonus round. He was going to, oh, could win big money up there. And, you know, they always make you pick a category for the bonus round. And his was fun and games. Well, He was having a little trouble, and then he got a tad, some people are calling it snippy, some people are not, with Pat Sajak. This is what happened. Taunt a Chuck guy? Chance guy. Uh, No, there's no C. Wacky guy. Taunt a wacky guy. Ooh, that was so unclose. Oh. Yeah, you just didn't have the letters. Well, see, I don't consider jogging fun in games. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, the, peop- the people backed him. Pat Sajak looked, it was very awkward if you see the footage. Pat does not like to be questioned. Pat Sajak has been the host of Wheel of Fortune for, I think, 72 years. And he does not, he does not like his, you will respect his authority. Now, I don't think jogging is fun in games either, but that's, that's not the case. Surprisingly, The Internet, which, as we've said many, many times, is a place full of hatred and hostility, almost universally is backing this guy. Everybody loves that he stood up and said something uh, because a lot of people say, listen, uh, this is... This is crazy. A lot of times the phrase doesn't match the category, and it's almost impossible to win. And it's good that he said uh, he said this only on uh, one texter, only on Wheel of Fortune or uh, tweet 
one tweet. Only on Wheel of Fortune would consider jogging fun and games. Ben, I said the same thing. Jogging is not fun and games. Yeah, nobody thinks jogging is fun and games, unless you're a long-distance runner. But he's going to be, you know, he went to a, I didn't know this existed, a Wheel of Fortune subreddit. Uh, he took all kinds of questions. He has a podcast. He's going to be on that. And um, he's, he claims that he didn't, he just kind of said it. He wasn't trying to be, uh, you know, a jerk. He just said it. People reacted to it. He said, Vanna White, very lovely and awesome, and that Pat doesn't stick around. He just uh, takes off, and that's that. So, yeah, good for you. If you're, if, listen, you lost already. It's not like Pat can make you lose more. You've already got some money. You got to the bonus round, and now you're, uh, maybe you get paid in uh, conversation hearts for Valentine's Day. I don't know. That would all be fun. All right, we got to do this. Then we'll come back. We'll see. Maybe we'll talk to the birthday boy. You never know what will happen. Either way, uh, we've got more to talk about before we get out of here on WTMJ. Yes, it is. Brian Noonan with you. I'll be back on Wednesday night. After the 8 o'clock news, it is Bucks Talk with Justin Garcia, who is joining us now. And it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Justin. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Doing it after? Are you doing anything special after the show for your birthday, or yeah, did you do something earlier? Going out all night, a rager, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> Stop by Taco John's, get yourself uh, a couple bagfuls. Did Tommy put you up to that? I I promised Tommy last week I would bring in Taco John's for the occasion, and on oh, my way in, I was telling him I, I kept thinking like. Why do I feel like I'm forgetting something and I, I <laughs> forgot that I had promised him I would bring Oops. in Taco John's? Yeah. Sorry, oh, man. I, I'm not too mad. Tommy's having a rough night. I mistakenly called him uh, Justin at one point, and uh, you forgot his Taco John's. Yeah. He told me he was banking on that for dinner all night. He's like, oh, Well, man. now I'm, like, uh, upset, too, because now I'm <laughs> thinking about having Taco John's and missing out on that. So hopefully they're still open when Bucks Weekly ends. Yeah, they're Listen, closed at 10, will I think. Be. Hey, well, that's the so, birthday oh, yeah. celebration then. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. You guys getting some hats and noisemakers, going over, getting yeah. some uh, Tato's Olay, yeah. just hanging out. Yeah, dining well, in, this... staying until the very close. <laughs> yeah, when they kick you out. Nothing says I partied hard like getting thrown <laughs> out of a Taco, Taco C- John's at closing it. time. Candlelit Taco John's. <laughs> I closed it down. What you think of that? Well, the Bucks are coming off. Of, what uh, they won every game last week, so they got uh, four or five, four straight wins. Yeah, this they, is good. They won Things every are game. Looking good. Uh, Big win last night in New Orleans. They won every game. Giannis is the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Scored fifty points last night, and uh, they continue to look really good offensively. Yeah. Which you know we had kind of. I said, let's just wait and see. It, it, it's really, I mean, the NBA is kind of at this point now in the last few years where it's it's really post-All-Star break that all the importance is. So I understand the the frustration and a lot of fans looking early in the season like, well, what what's wrong with this team and, and why is this team around 500 or just playing okay and these bad losses popping up. But as this team has gotten healthier, they've looked a lot better, still not fully healthy. Uh, it's because right when Chris Middleton comes back is when Bobby right. Portis exits. But still, overall, they're in the best spot they've been all season. Very cool. Well, everybody will have their chance to talk to you, and you will talk to them during Bucks Talk coming up right after the news. Happy birthday again. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your tacos. If you know, maybe Tommy treats. It is your birthday. Uh, I'll talk to everybody on Wednesday. The news is next. That is Bucks Talk on WTMJ.